This is Higher Education, a podcast brought to you by Catapult Solutions Group. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Higher Education, a Catapult Solutions Group podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, welcome to another episode of the show. Today, we're in studio, which I always love a good in-studio podcast. And thank you again for joining us here on another episode of the show as we continue to highlight the energy strategies and vision for building the right teams for just about every industry. So today we're gonna to be honing in on one specific industry and really kind of do a case study on one of the companies that Catapult Solutions Group works with to really capture uh, some of the trends and strategies for building the right workforce in the life sciences industry. But before we get too deep on that front, I wanna make sure that you've got all of uh, your previous episodes of higher education handily accessible. So make sure that you're heading to our website, catapultsg.com. Again, that's catapultsg.com. On there, you'll find more information about our solutions and services and the various industries that we serve. Uh, but you'll also find more content of ours, including episodes of higher education. You'll find video and audio episodes. Um, and again, a full catalog of our previous conversations. But if you don't wanna miss out on future episodes of higher education, make sure that you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and then you'll get a notification whenever we drop a new episode of higher education. All right, folks, let's jump into today's main conversation. So as a refresher, at Catapult, we help a variety of key industries find their perfect workforce. We're talking experts and top professionals in everything from IT to finance to healthcare, right? And our goal is to really elevate staffing to a higher standard. Today, we wanted to hone in on specifically the importance of building the right team in the life sciences industry, and more specifically hone in on what that looks like when trying to lift an innovative biotech company off the ground. So the life sciences sector is really at a pivotal moment today, right? Rapid advancements in biotechnology and pharmaceuticals are transforming patient care and disease treatment. They're also creating opportunities for new entrants to enter the larger biotech field and plant their flag on innovative solutions that help meet the needs of the time. Yet, this surge in innovation also brings its own set of challenges for the industry, particularly in staffing the right talent for these innovative ventures to help push the boundaries of the industry further. This brings us to reinvigoron. Again, reinvigoron. That's who we're going to be chatting about today and sort of using as an example here for our larger conversation. Reinvigoron is a pioneer in the biotech field. They're dedicated to developing novel immunomedicines for metastatic and difficult to treat cancers. Reinvigoron's cutting edge approach leverages proprietary technology that integrates multiple immunoregulatory pathways into a single scalable platform. This ambitious mission, however, is not without its staffing hurdles, and that's why we're here to chat today. So how does Catapult Solutions Group facilitate Reinvigoron's quest to revolutionize cancer treatment? And what does this larger partnership reveal about some of the broader trends and challenges in staffing up innovative new solutions and companies in the life sciences industry? Well, here to give us some perspectives are not only the Catapult Solutions team, but the Reinvigoron team themselves. I'm pleased to welcome our two guests for today's episode of Higher Education. First up, founder and CEO of Reinvigoron, Kejin Zhao. Kejin, great to have you on. How are you doing today? Thanks, thank you. Uh, so Dan and uh, 
doing well and uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's a real pleasure getting to learn from y'all's vision and operation and obviously in partnership with Catapult Solutions Group as well. I'm pleased to welcome Taylor Colbertson, account executive at Catapult Solutions Group. Taylor, great to have you on. How are you? Thank you. Good. Good to be here as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, we're going to be talking a bit today about uh, not only reinvigoron and y'all's mission, um, you know, the technology and the actual sort of impact you're hoping to have on your industry. But again, more importantly, trying to better understand the partnership here between Catapult and reinvigoron and painting a picture of some of the challenges and the strategies to building out the right team for such an innovative new company and new venture in the uh, biotech and sort of biomedical field at large. So let's start, Kejin, with you giving us a little bit of context on reinvigoron at large. Could you share a bit about your journey before reinvigoron, right? What kind of experience are you bringing to the table? What led you or sort of inspired you to want to create the company in the first place? So that's a great question. Thank you, Dan. So, so who I am? I always ask who I am, what I'm to do. So I actually grew up in the, in the uh, countryside in central China. And a uh, few weeks ago, my son, seven-year-old son, asked me, what's your, uh, my childhood? Yeah. So sometimes hard to describe. I did search online and find some pictures relate very well. Then my son, oh, it's not easy. Sure. So then I, I, I pro progressed very well. I went to the one of best graduate school in China, Shanghai, China. Nice. And uh, and I studied physics, chemistry and physics. And uh, something happened at all when I was. Second year, uh, second year grad students, my niece, six year niece came to Shanghai and with me and my wife. And a uh, few months later, she died, uh, diagnosed with cancer. Oh, wow. And, and uh, this, I want to, that's I decided I want to cure cancer. Even I know nothing about cancer, this. That brought me to the, uh, to the UT Southwestern Medical Center, cancer center. I stayed there first as postdoc researcher and a fact, researcher faculty as well for over 11 years. Wow. Okay. So, and uh, basically my ex experience, I focus on the drug delivery and the gene delivery and uh, transnational cancer medicines. I play a significant role in developing two platform technology licensed to Uncle Nano Medicine, and maybe I record a little bit, and a recall therapeutics. So, uh, Uncle Nano raised uh, uh, about $100 million, uh, and the leading asset is recently finished a phase uh, two human trials in, uh, and when the FDA breakthrough therapy vaccinations and uh, get to see this technology move to the close to the market and help patients. And uh, recall therapy raised uh, uh, $400 million for uh, develop next generations of uh, gene therapy for genetic, uh, genetic disease, super exciting. And in terms how I always think about how I cure cancer. This is my lost star. And uh, first three years, I was so frustrated because I cannot cure cancer yeah. because so complicated. I feel so I cannot do by myself. Then, then I can if I cannot do by myself, how I can start uh, the the factory job and training future scientists scientists do it together. Yeah. So I've been trying hard, and uh, at that time realized. So I just need to do the uh, good research and do publications. I can get jobs. I get, can, can get a lot of interviews and actually a lot of uh, top great schools and, uh, and turned out and uh, also very competitive as well. Should I, now I think I can get it. So it's a lot of soft skills and how to 
do it, then then I then eventually okay, I want to I would try three years. I, I apply five five hundred applications, see how dedicated I, I am. Sure. Until I cannot try, I couldn't do it. I switch. So then I find the the jobs in uh, San Diego, California, uh, and uh, it's work on the cell therapy. Actually, I super excited because their first. Uh, uh, needing uh, drug asset as the first uh, two or three patients actually for the patients they try well well their, uh, the patients when uh, have a complete remission so that's what I want to do because I see that uh, so our opportunity to build the programs for support uh, their drug asset as well I stay one uh, half years and I heard Biolab start a new branch in Dallas Texas hmm. so also, I think oh, this is my call. That's why I also realized I need to do something very different and really, really to cure cancer. So that's how I started. How uh, it will pass 70 years, I realized, okay, actually, cancer can be cured. I realized cancer so intelligent, tends to build ecosystem, not just to survive yeah. and thrive. So, but it has natural enemies. Mm. Our immune systems right. have same intelligence, even more than intelligence. But immune system also can be exhausted sometimes. So then, I think how we can activate immune systems to cure cancer and also minimize side effects. This I come how to to theoretically, based on my 70 years of experience, this is the best approach could can make change and transform the cancer treatment. That's how I started in Vigra and, uh, and moved back to Dallas and uh, especially Texas. And uh, I love it here and every, yeah. Well, I mean, talk about uh, a, you know, really personal drive that then turned into this lifelong mission of mastering a field, mastering you know, your role in curing cancer and trying to bring something new to the field because there's a lot of, there's a lot of research out there. There's a lot of hands in that pie of wanting to treat cancer, wanting to cure cancer. And so what I really find engaging about your story is not only did you have that personal motivator that drove you to want to just dive in full force into wanting to learn and create that solution, but that you also decided, let's think about this differently, right? Let's really approach curing cancer with cutting edge tech, cutting edge teams, which we'll get into here in a little bit, and uh, you know, really kind of flip the general conceptions of how to even approach curing cancer on their head. So let's expand on that a little bit. You already gave our audience some context, but I just wanna reiterate, reinvigoron is really at that cutting edge of biotech and cancer treatment. So could you elaborate on some of the specific work that you're doing right now at Reinvigoron and try to draw some comparisons, right? How is it different from other approaches towards curing cancer that you currently see in the field? So that's a great question, Daniel. So how we can contribute and to make the field and together with other great founder coming together to change or transform the cancer treatment. So, so far, I always think about theoretically, can you cure can that approach can cure cancer? So the approach I'm thinking about putting my putting me in the cancer patient's shoes. If I have a late stage cancer, what what I what I need what treatment I needed. So based on that, 
through always 70 years, I'm searching access multiple technology to think about, I only have three standard access. One is, can this approach can cure cancer? If not, can they cure in next 10 years, uh, evolve can cure cancer? Or can this technology integrate with other technology together to think about? So in, in 2017, 2012, I realized immune system can cure cancer, but key thing is how to activate immune system. As we know we have a very powerful immune system to, to protect us and also can destroy us, destroy us, destroy us. So how we can do that is key activate immune system. So then how we can do that? So usually immune systems activate at localized. Then much, if immune systems go everywhere, cause problems, side effects. That is one of key side effects called cytokine release syndromes is deadly fatal uh, side effects. So, so then I think about how we can make the activation sustainable and controllable. Sustainable means can cure cancer and controllable means can minimize side effects. Mm. That come up is delivery, drug delivery. If a lot of active drugs works very well, if we can, can bring the drug just to the tumor tissue, that's it, done. Mm. So that's, we're gonna actually innovate the next, unmatched lipid nanoparticle delivery systems allow to turn the tumor tissue to the a factory produce immune response. We mimic the immune system supposed to locally activation, whole body mobilization to do that. So basically we create the core technology is called BodyX. Okay. We call BodyX is unmatched non-viral delivery systems allow us to deliver functional genes, turn the tumor tissue to the factory, produce the cytokines, key components, actually immune system generate locally, boost immune system to do the jobs. We make with that, that, that strategy, turn to the tumor tissue, reconnect the immunity with the tumor. So to activate immune surveillance, to compare to all other current immunotherapy modalities. So I'm very humble because nature is, is, is everything. So I'm thinking about we use the immune system on its own way, on yeah. own way to treat cancers because a lot of current immunotherapy, they take piece of the immune system such as CAR T cell therapy, they take one part of immune fact and immune system to so exaggerate and make it worse. But unfortunately, you take that apart, you never put it back. They mean how to control the side effects. Mm -hmm. So a lot. Of, so we think about. We try to be cheerleader for immune system, make it better to their missions. This is how we develop our core technology platform, allow us to do that. I like that. So really just kind of elevating and accentuating the way the body already works to just work a little better at fighting cancer. Exactly, yeah. and, and use their way to do it. That's why we want first, number one, can be controllable. Right. Because the immune system is so powerful, it's double age, it can, like a machine gun, gun is good. So nothing wrong with guns, but how do people use guns? So they can, same thing for, um, for the immune system, how, how being protected, you can be high regulated. So the first controllable, then can we make it back, can cure cancer sustainable? So that's, but how you can put back together, mimic nature, that is sometimes even soldiers, high soldiers, and potential warriors sometimes be tired as well. So yeah. we have to help them. So this is how we're gonna to try to help our natural 
uh, warriors to do their jobs and to keep us safe, especially for cancer, especially for late-stage cancer. Right. Deploy the right team for the mission, right? Yes. I like it. So how long has Reinvigoron been working on this, right? How long has the company just kind of been around in general? And how long has your... Um, how long has this specific uh, approach towards cancer treatment been in motion? So this is actually, this, uh, this kind of thinking actually come from many, uh, maybe five years ago, I think about. Even for gene therapy, when I was grad student, studying a grad student, I've been reading a lot of things. So I just, uh, I just want to find ways being, cure, being cured cancer. So for specific for migrants, we start to build the technology Actually, in 2000, uh, let's see, after I quit my first uh, jobs and uh, then think about what is the problems I want to solve, what a technology I try to build. So that is tangibly is about past a year. So we try to build the technology and de-risk and show some early wins. We demonstrate that system can very promising deliver the functional genes. Hmm. So um, now allow us to formulate the platform I, we call the tag platform. What it means, tumor activated genetic therapeutic platform allow us to turn the variety of the tumor to the, to the factory as I mentioned. Right. So then initiate immune response and in a controllable and sustainable ways. So we, we patent our technology. So we also identify our first drug product and that actually is one of the clinical validate it works very well, unfortunately too toxic. Yeah. So we use that, solve that problem into what advance our core technical body acts and also tech therapeutic platform. Allow us eventually, based on tumor tissue and tumor uh, tissue to activate immune system to tackle those different uh, solid tumors and uh, to help eventually to deliver the cure for cancer. So, you know, another critical part of Reinvigoron strategy here is you've chosen Texas as your home base. I mean, obviously you brought up, uh, you know, some time at UT Southwestern, which I got a shout out to. My fiance just started medical school there. So, <laughs> gotta love that. Um, but again, you know, Texas as a hub for life sciences is maybe not always the immediate connection that a you know, an observer, a third party observer might make. So I wanna pull at that thread a little bit, right? What were the key factors for your decision to home base here in Texas? And, you know, in a larger context, how do you see sort of the North Texas life sciences ecosystem growing over the next few years? And maybe, you know, did that influence your desire to plant your roots here in Texas? Well, thank you, these great questions. This is, uh, I came to Texas because of, uh, because of the opportunity doing cancer yeah. in 2009. And uh, I'm very grateful for my experience at the UT Southwestern. Allow me to learn and study and about cancer and uh, make a future impact works as well. And, uh, and I like Texas as well. And uh, Texas everything is big. And, uh, it's, and, uh, and also my family grows very well and uh, grows, grew up here. And, uh, and uh, so why I moved back I think uh, Texas, especially UT Southwestern, do very good, great science and a lot of work in great science and a lot of, lot of uh, uh, f I believe that five or six Nobel Prize and uh, uh, winners and a lot of uh, academic members. That's, it demonstrate they have a super prominent science. 
And uh, also feel my call, then BiLab, the build a new branch in Dallas, Texas. So it's the first uh, actual branch in Central America. Oh, wow. Yeah, Central United States. I'm super excited. I feel it's my call because I, when I work in the previous company, so I'm very happy to my jobs. Actually, I built my uh, program and team as well. So by my main function is support the the non-cancer related drug asset development. I'm super passionate about it, but it's not my my mission. I always think of a mission. So then I decided to move back to uh, Dallas, Texas from San Diego at California. I, I stayed there one and a half years. That's why I choose. And uh, from my personally and from a large perspective, Texas actually is it's a cultural and also I like it. It's, it's, it's kind of merit-based values and also good for support my family as well. Yeah. So that's from my part. And in terms of the ecosystems are going to be better and better. So first, the Texas has great science. Science Without science, you cannot develop te the technologies. Mm -hmm. But just science, you cannot develop technologies. So. And, uh, and also from a government side, actually, the Texans in 2007 voted to create the Cancer Prevention Research Institute, CIPRIS. Mm -hmm. Now CIPRIS is a $6 billion, 20 years initiative is one of the largest uh, the grants in United States to help fight against cancer. Wow. So so this kind of uh, from from a Texas government side tend tend to promote the science and also the drug development against cancer. This is a better place I want to back at well. And also in com community size in uh, Texas also want to change from the industries, from the from the traditional main oil-based you know industrial to other uh, uh, more diversified industries, as we just talked about. In the, now Dallas and uh, Texas, even Dallas is many verticals try to. So this bring a lot of uh, opportunities for our company as well. So that's why I choose uh, Texas, and I see it's going to be better. One thing is probably take time to is. Uh, own ecosystem is key is people, especially right. biotech, how bring people here and ascend together. That is that is probably calipers in to help and others and together to build. And uh, another is a capital, capital as well. And because biotech in investment is very risky, yes. but but eventually whole biotech is very profitable. But how in terms of the single bed and whole industry and let every investor benefited and others. Others, you know, the business owner best way as well. There's another uh, things to 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 work together as a sh to form the uh, the ecosystem even better than Eastern Coast and with with own cultures. That's all. I love that. Yeah, I mean the energy that Texas has for continuing to develop new innovative key industries. I think is pretty hard to rival. So I'd agree, you're definitely in the right place, but. I want to hear from Taylor on this too, because Taylor, since, you know, and from your perspective as an account executive, um, since you work with so many different companies, uh, including life sciences companies, I'm curious if some of those trends that Kejin mentioned about Texas's energy for innovation, Texas's energy for maybe innovation in life sciences specifically, is something that you're seeing as well. Clue us in to kind of how you see that reflected in your work. Yes, absolutely. I think Kejin is spot on on everything um, in Dallas as a community. 
has done a really good job of creating these small networks. Um, they're small but mighty, I guess I should say. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a huge ecosystem yet. The vision is there and I think we're getting there. Um, they're calling Dallas the third coast. So it's gonna be competitive with the Bostons and the Californias and things like that. So I think they've done a really good job. It's actually how Kedgen and I met is just a small networking group and cool. you know something so little can turn into these huge partnerships uh, moving on. So. I think Dallas is is moving in the right direction, and I definitely see the vision with it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, y'all mentioned too that uh, we just opened up a bio labs here in Dallas, right? Tell us a little bit about that, and what you know, what trend do you think that reflects about um, you know Dallas really cementing itself as a hub for um, life sciences research and development. Yeah, so Biolabs is, um, it's almost like a little incubator for, okay. for companies to come into and get started. Um, it is a full lab, a full science lab, and Kedgen can probably get a little more into it than I can, but um, it gives these companies that maybe don't have the tools or the money or, you know, the things that they need to succeed right off the bat, it gives them that opportunity mm -hmm. to come in, get started, and get their feet running. So I think it's another way that Dallas can kind of put itself on the map and make itself a little bit different than, than all the other cities. Yeah, yeah, I love to talk about biolabs. <laughs> so the biotech industry, you can now build the biolab, especially therapeutics, from a garage and not like a student job. So build their company start garage. There's no way, at, at least for therapeutics, uh, you know, based uh, companies. So when I first uh, saw the news, actually is a uh, March 2021 so news about so biolabs we are start new uh, location branch in Dallas Texas so I feel, my gosh I don't need raised a hundred million dollars to build a lab because this is first you have to raise hundred not hundreds millions or not so millions of dollars to build a lab yeah. then build a, to develop technology I don't need to so they feel my call, then really appreciate actually uh, UTSI Western Medicine and Lighter Hills and others and try to create and bring actually bio labs to build a lab here. Nice. So th this I next I mentioned, all this is a community organizing level to help to transform and in, uh, in uh, bio life science industry in locally in Dallas, really appreciate it. And I'm very happy to see it keep growing and also make that Taylor at Calipros, they also want to help and everyone want to help. How I can help make the things happen? Seems everybody aligned with the mission, how we can make the Texas better, how we make life science better, how we with Dallas better. So you can see from current, uh, another three uh, centers called the uh, advanced uh, so can you mention to me so uh, remind me that uh, first uh, look you know agency three location one chosen north uh, dallas texas what is called arpa h uh, arpa h yes yeah, can you talk a little yeah. bit more about this yeah, yeah. so arpa h I, dallas has been um, labeled an arpa h community which is again just another tool that's going to help Dallas build out that true life sciences realm. Um, so, I mean, every backing from a federal level to a state level to a local level, um, it's all there. So we're, we're, we're seeing the pieces, you know, all of these talks have been in, you know, for years it's been going on. And so we're finally starting to see kind of how things are rolling out. Um, yeah, ARPA-H, you know, there's bio labs here. We have Bio North Texas who's helping, um, you know, all of the individuals, all the schools that we have here. We have so many students and so much good science um, really bridge that gap between 
the jobs and the students. Oh, so great. there's a one lot. thing I want to upper edge is about Apache mimic actually the how to uh, product manager how to innovation actually our military base. Mm. They use same systems and actually now try to 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 transform our life science and health innovations and to trans eventually to make the better, you know, healthy world. Yeah. Well, I want to start to drive the conversation more towards the team building side of this now, right? Because I, I think we've got, you know, a good sense for the environment that now you're building your company in, right? Dallas has this energy for investing in innovative industries, specifically life sciences. We have your mission, your drive, your passion that is, um, you know, pushing you to develop innovative methods for treating cancer. But like you mentioned earlier, building the right team around all of that is critical. And as much as you are a superstar, carrying that load by yourself is maybe too tall of a task. So let's talk about building that right team, right, for your cancer treatment innovations and for getting them off the ground. What sorts of minds, what sorts of expertise, what sorts of professionals have been key to reinvigorons research and operations, right? What kind of team do you need to build out? So that, then this great question, team is everything. Yeah. Eventually, team have to com complete that mission. So first, I think for the team is first is good people want to want to make it happen, want to learn. That's number one. Just like me, I know nothing about cancer uh, in 2009. Now I know pretty much about cancer. I understand cancer every day. Think about so it, first is to learn, and and also align mission together. So basically, I think high people is easy, but how can form the team and align together? I just joking recently. From Vigoran, I realized in past two years, and first we need cure cancer, but cure cancer is everyone cure cancer. How we can do that? We need to develop our own drug products really differentiate from others. Second is you have to, from your heart as, a, as me, as a founders, you have to think about you have to let investor wins. They invest your money, they pay check. They, you have investor to get their investor returns because they also respond to it as well. Third is teams. Employees have to develop the drugs not for others. I feel like I've been over 70 years. I want developments. I can use it. My loved one can use it. We're not sure. So cancer can hit us once or twice. So we want to think about every employees. We can develop medicines can for themselves from their perspective to align the mission together. Then second part is we have mission. How we they get rewarded. So always retention. Yeah. How the culture. So this I really appreciate. I also try to explore. I'm thinking about asking myself how I can build the teams and join the mission and uh, and also they being win-wins through the journey at the Invigron, they also can be promoted for their missions. Then then also definitely also get their reward as well. So I think about what is the best first core cultures, then think how uh, the people work uh, together and uh, to solve this, solve this, uh, achieve their missions. So I, I think that is, I'm also learn and also actually learn with the uh, caterpillars and also think about key things, how I can achieve their missions and do at all 
I can do to achieve it. So exactly how I achieve, I still to learn and ask uh, all the people integrate together for best for Invigra. But key is we want to develop the teams development for themselves. Yeah. Not uh, they're definitely we share with others. That's how we sell our product. Then everybody has to be be align their missions and how the system rewarded get attention that I need to to think about. So sure. I've been thinking on this path, but I have some ideas, but I'm not ready to share. I need to, to think about it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a nuanced strategy for sure. Taylor, I want to loop you in here. Just thinking about the life sciences industry at large, what are some of the usual challenges you see that hold life sciences companies back when they try to get off the ground and they're approaching building out their teams, right? Especially when the value proposition of the company involves such innovative, nascent technology, right? When everything is so new, what are some of the challenges with building out the right team for that? Yeah, I think the first common misconception is that talent isn't in Dallas, and that's not true. Um, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but the the science and the studies and the schools that are here in North Texas um, are some of the best in the world, I would say. Um, so, you know, thinking that you know, you move your company here to Dallas, but you're going to have to relocate all of these people from all over the country. Um, that's definitely a common misconception here that, you know, the they are here and the people that, that know how to do this is, is right. Um, and I think secondly, finding the people, um, it goes back to that have a common mission, that have a passion for what they're doing. Um, you know, obviously Kedgen is cancer, but whatever the science may be, do they have a passion for that? And is that what they've dedicated their life to essentially. So I think those are kind of two of the things that that we look at the most is is your heart being pulled in that direction? Is this what what your life is dedicated to? Um, but also making companies know that that the talent is here. So one thing I want to add on. So for Immigrant, we I didn't I can choose any approach to make it happen. Just we want to one mission, everybody wins. Mm -hmm. So that is everyone wins how as a teams in uh, uh, send together and get first get a, a right team person, then how to eventually put the team together. So we need to try out in, but mission always not start guide me to do one mission, everybody wins. Mm. So Now, I want to hone this into y'all's partnership more specifically. Obviously, reinvigoron now relies on catapult to help craft these teams and collaborate strategically. Uh, to meet the lofty goal of curing cancer and building the right team to do that, right? So can you walk us through how the collaboration even started in the first place? And, you know, detail, I want to hear from both of you on this, how you've approached the collaboration to find the right fit and the right team for Reinvigoron. So that's a great question. So as I mentioned, I, we have a mission. And one mission, everybody wins. Can... I tried to explore and talk to Taylor in Capitalist. Can you guys help me help uh, realize how we can set up the, this is very abstract, broad. So how can uh, turn to the uh, actionable plans, mm. executable plans to how we achieve it. So just like we want to cure cancer, how we can cure cancer. So we need to develop the drugs. Now realize oh, immune system can do it, but how we can make immune systems activatable just the right manner. Yeah. So immune system is, is our leader. We cheer them. We now used to become leader. Now realize as I've been coached for my son's soccer team for two years, I realized you have to be a good cheerleader. So how I achieve it, I rely on the calipers 
and give me consult and give me you know their perspective. He's the expert from their side. How they can help me to build the teams, and I'm thinking about how we can let's see how we retain the the uh, the employees uh, together. So they may buy and uh, they may have a lot of insights better than me. So I just can I want you this. How you can help me? If they also from their side, they help me. So this I see his expert in staffings and build the teams, and I say what how I can support uh, from my side to make it happen. Yeah, and to piggyback on that, I mean, Kedron is the type of partnerships that we look for, right? Like, can we sit down? Can we have conversations? Can we go into your full strategy? You know, what is your end goal so that Catapult can really be there from the beginning um, and help with that strategy? Like he said, we're not the scientists, we're the experts in staffing, right? Um, so that's what we pride ourselves on. That's what we're that's what we're good at. So let us sit down and be a part of that. Let us help you. Let us tell you the market trends that we're seeing. Um, that way. Kedgen on the hiring side can be, you know, competitive and understands kind of what that roadmap looks like from the beginning. I think it just helps with building out the company from from the get go. Yeah, one thing I want to mention was because every person, you and I, almost eighty percent the same. For staffing, it's a lot of principles. So we we if we such a lot of things can share a lot of uh, always. I believe always sometimes always twenty percent, eighty percent, eighty percent. So a lot of uh, I just joke about a lot of us uh, uh, for by tech first a few highs very specialized, but in specialized person I first I choose is good people want to be learned that is that's everybody for every everything right. so that's the best I'm thinking about how we can set up the screening questions and to find the right people efficiently not just expertise first so then. That is the first probably going to get the right people in the teams. Then how uh, find the find the systems to let the team uh, work together. This tryout in every company, every industry is different. So I'm very happy to work with caliper, uh, calipers. Use Invigorant as a they are testing you know testing you know the testing how basically we look take treat the caliper as our Human resources, we right. don't have it. So how we can help them in the first staffing is then how we manage this. We think of that way. It's not long-term um, partnership as we need it. Well, I like that because that hits on a larger point that building out the right team obviously isn't just, you know, especially in life sciences, like got to make sure we get the right pro or right expert to help us fulfill this research. You're also building your literal team and teams need to have you know, the same shared mission, similar values and approaches to how they engage with their work. Um, there needs to be good cohesion amongst teams and building that out intentionally takes strategy. So Taylor, tell us a little bit more about how Catapult kind of plays that role as well, right? Because I mean, if, if Kejin here is saying y'all are their HR team essentially, you know, we're talking big picture strategy, not just let's find people with the right resume but really help guide on how to even build out a team almost philosophically, you know? So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, and you know, we work with hundreds and hundreds of clients, right? All across all different industries. We've seen some be very successful. We've seen some fail. We've seen some kind of just scrape by. So we've been a, a part of all of that, right? Um, so I think we can come in and provide that expertise, act as the, that HR um, group, yeah. um, a, you know, outside of the HR, it's all the pre-screen, pre-screening questions and things like that. Um, 
things, you know, he's the scientist. He should be focusing on the cancer. He doesn't have the time. It's a full-time job to hire somebody. Um, so finding the right expertise, finding the right kind of person, making sure that, you know, they are bought into this mission, making sure before they even talk to Kedjin, do they know who Revigorin is? Like, what do they do? Things like that. So those are all things that we can help on you know, the, at the beginning stages, where by the time Kedjin meets somebody, he kind of knows that those boxes have been checked. It's not a waste of his time. A right. waste of his time. Um, you know, he he's at that point. It's it's a good qualified candidate for him to speak with. Um, and you know, it, it kind of goes back to our partnership, and kind of that trust that we would have in one another too. So I think that's probably the biggest thing there. Yeah. What are some challenges that you? typically see, especially in life sciences, with building out the right team, but with that larger kind of holistic perspective in mind, right? Not just landing the right expertise, but also building out functional, operational, you know, collaborative and comradely, you know, yeah. teams essentially in life sciences. What are some of the challenges you typically see there? Um, retention can be some, uh, mm. you can, you can see the people that kind of like to hop around They're They're trying to find their niche and what they enjoy. Sure. Um, so that can definitely be a challenge. Um, and also just finding the right person for that specific role. Um, you know, we talked about it obviously, but you know, having the mission and having the expertise and those two things together, it's not easy to find that person that's perfect for that specific role. So really going through and vetting can be um, can be somewhat of a struggle and just making sure that, you know, I know what Kedjin's looking for. Kedjin has trust in us that we can bridge that gap together. Love it. Yeah. So then last but not least, you've been working with Catapult for a while now, right? How do you see them continuing to play a role in Reinvigoron's growth as you move into your next stages, right? Because you've had the idea for five-ish years, right? You've been studying cancer since 2009, um, but this technology has been really in motion for about a year now. So in the grand scheme of things, you know, the ceiling is so high. We're still in those nascent stages. So what's on the horizon for Reinvigoron and what role do you all see Catapult playing in that? Well, that's a great question. So first, we we are laser. I'm really focused on raising uh, uh, seed round money and to uh, develop our first uh, R&D drug candidate. Nice. And uh, we've been talking a few scientists actually. So actually, so just because I mentioned first one two positions, very I know the one to do. So that's key. And uh, for capillaries, I we talk uh, because we have in the talk. <clears throat> I want them to have me to. To to how I can achieve that one missions, uh, every wins. Uh, can can this person be good? I can invite him to to this. Oh, we want to build the teams. How our first employees' uh, uh, future looks like? I use that questions help me to 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 find right people. So <clears throat> so Calipros then from very beginning he knows we want to build and they can test it. Their philosophies, their the how they hire. Then how it matches uh, in as well. So I, I see uh, Calipers is long-term uh, collaborations in how build out the super teams achieve our mission. So that is the key. Uh, I want to to reinforce that. So I want to. That's my goal. How we can achieve it? You are expert. How uh, from the first employees? How I can uh, integrate that uh, interactions into there to find right people. 
from very beginning. Because sometimes I feel like do it right at the very beginning and directionally. If you're directly wrong, nothing, nothing can get right. So I take uh, calculus, guide us directionally how we can view this. We can make the up and down turns, but we need to directionally get it right. So, and that's I'm looking forward to work with calculus, get directionally right. Just like find the cancer therapies, I didn't go to the chemotherapy because I know chemotherapy cannot cure cancer. Yeah. Well, eventually. But something can help. Maybe it can integrate with immunotherapy. Whatever you want really cure cancer, you want to somehow relate to the immune systems. So why not I just directly go there? How I can make a, uh, to write immune activity. Same things. I turn the similar methodology to get the team as well. So, but how eventually, uh, as QT make it is, is need a lot of try up, but directing right should be right. So if not right, maybe have cancer. I really also look at from the maybe this better ways based on his path. Or say why is better ways? So then it just uh, uh, just uh, justifications. Then they learn a lot of things. A lot of things similarly very simple. Actually digging out, it's a lot of things actually make it simple and learn a lot. And this is how I learn uh, with uh, about cancer. Yeah. yeah, I think. I think you hit it all. Actually, I was, uh, in my opinion, collaboration is key. I think collaboration. Yes. That's that's going to be teamwork. Team another teamwork. Yes, <laughs> yes. Making sure that we're on the same page. Making sure I understand his mission. He understands our mission. And really being a team, I think um, that's something that Catapult prides himself on. We're not here to just uh, put a person in a seat, right? We're here yeah. to make lifelong connections and and really help out and strive for those missions that each of these. Yeah, staffing is is a one perspective building teams. Mm-hmm. How maybe next five ten years, Calipers is one of uh, needing innovations. How build the teams to the for the different industrial. Maybe uh, life science probably is a you really want example from very beginning for first. Time and, and the team then grow and how grow together. That's a great way to 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 test it and to collaborate. I'm, right. I'm looking forward to it. Me and. too. <laughs> well, you know, I like that too because it's really bilateral. You know, obviously, like Reinvigoron will benefit from Catapult's guidance, yes. but in another way, Catapult also benefits from making sure that Reinvigoron's team is successful because then y'all learn the strategies that work. Yes you can help replicate those for other companies and help deploy and develop new strategies for specifically crafting teams and innovative cutting edge technological settings for the biomedical field. You know what I mean? Like it's it's cool how that back and forth and collaboration really does manifest itself and benefit both of y'all, so. Yeah, Daniel, that's a great point. That's how I choose our drug development strategies. Our first wins, because why we choose this first drug product? <coughs> for all the biotech, I, it's just my personal opinion, maybe not right, so maybe not. It's three risks, type of risk. Okay. If one is a biology risk. Biology, how that work in, the, in mice, in monkeys, can work in human. Mm. Sometimes this risk cannot, you have to test it. That's, you really rely on the great science. Second is, can you turn that biology into the medicine that's approach? Technical risk, can you have a lot of ways, such hours, use our own technical way to mimic the immune system to work, become a cheerleader for immune system to their jobs. Second is execution. It's really with teams and how big the teams. There's another big one. Always time execution, execution, execution. Like, rest location, location, location. Like a drug delivery. Like a, 
RNA medicines or genetic medicine, delivery, 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 all everything is always come up with 1% on that, like a, that tapping point to make it happen. Well, I think on that note, Let's go ahead and wrap up the conversation for the day. So thank you again to the two of you. Getting to learn from you and see your passion for delivering cutting edge solutions to your field is just inspiring. And so it's been really great getting to chat today, Kejan. And Taylor, getting to learn from Catapult strategy and you know really collaborative approach to creating success for your clients has also been a real treat to learn from. So. Thank you again to the two of you for your conversation today, for your education today. Again, folks, we've been chatting with Kejin Zhao. He's founder and CEO of Reinvigoron and Taylor Culbertson, account executive with Catapult Solutions Group. Uh, Kejin, if folks want to learn a little bit more about Reinvigoron and the work y'all are doing, where can we point them? Uh, from LinkedIn profiles. We are, we are looking for a work on marketing as well, how to get our message out, and we're going to also kind of build a, our you know, website and uh, uh, in next uh, and uh, next uh, maybe short term goal. Nice. And uh, um, think about I find that today I find another expert, nice. Mark Scales, and how to to make our business and uh, to uh, to to the world impact the world and how to deliver the our work impact in you know, a right way to impact. So yeah. like uh, same how build the team to actually together. We're happy to work with uh, Calipio. Really appreciate the opportunities and, and have me here and to share the story, my personal story and how and um, how the mission of Vigoran. Really absolutely. appreciate it, Dan. Uh, Dan, right? Yeah. Dan, yes. No. I, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Taylor, as well. Thank and you, uh, and uh, you make uh, you know Calipio's make it happen. Really appreciate. It. Thank you. You too. And Taylor, if folks want to learn a little bit more about the work Catapult Solutions Group does, more specifically in the life sciences sector, where can we point them? Uh, also our website. We have a whole section on life sciences um, or contact me directly. I can lead the way there too. Perfect. I love <laughs> it. All right, folks. On that note, we'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode. So thank you again to Kejin and Taylor. It's really been such a pleasure getting to chat with both of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Thank you. And thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of Higher Education, a Catapult Solutions Group podcast. If you like what you heard and saw today and you'd like to tap into previous conversations of ours, make sure you're heading to our website, catapultsg.com. Again, that's catapultsg.com. And subscribe to Higher Education on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. We'll catch you on the next episode of Higher Education. 